millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I was going to do a Halloween yeah, pun. Yeah, and then you really, really what, pussied what you, out. What would you have done? I said, I said ghouls and boils. I thought that was pretty good. But then I got worried that it was too gender specific boils. for 2018. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, happy Halloween, shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a Halloween episode of Serious Issues. It's a very special time. We have a special guest. My name is Andrew Levins. My name is Siobhan Coombs. What about Siobhan? I'm just not good at puns. I Siobhan think- Booze. Boo, like a ghost. Boo. Perfect. All right, cool. That's, that's terrible, but I'm into it. Uh, and joining us today is a very special guest, a, uh, a writer friend of ours, whose uh, comics we have spoken about on the podcast before. Um, joining us for the first time is Andrew Constant. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, Levins. Um, Hello, Jean. Hello, everyone. Hi. Uh, it's, 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 her name's Booze now. Booze? booze. I can't call Jean you Booze. It sounds so much like booze, as in drinking, yeah, and now, now we'll just want to have a drink. <laughs> Not that I encourage drinking, but digressions <laughs> abound. <laughs> um, but uh, Andrew has been uh, uh, featured on the podcast uh, in, in when we've been reviewing uh, most recently uh, Demon Hell on Earth. Hell is Earth. Hell is Earth. Close, yeah. I, that's my own fault because I said, oh, why don't call it Hell is Earth? That's a nice pun. And goes, so it's Hell on Earth? I go, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> um, that was a book that you did for DC, a six issue yep. miniseries um, on. over the course of uh, last year and this year with yep. Brad Walker on art. Brad Walker, who did an extraordinary job on art. Who, uh, who just knocked it out of the park. And of course, that was uh, a book featuring Etrigan the Demon. Uh, one of my favourite characters of all time. Love Is that he? Psych- oh, I love him. I adore that character. He's one of my top five DC characters of all time. Name him now. Okay. Batman, um, John Constantine, yep. Etrigan, uh, Johnny Mahag- uh, Hitman, I can't pronounce the last name. And, oh, there's one more, Chip of Tongue. Oh, what is it? Uh, help me out. Help me out. Uh, I'll, just say, I'll just say Swamp, swamp Thing. There's been okay. some a lot of Swamp Thing right now. It's a horror episode, and yep. he's creepy as fuck. Yeah, so nice. we're going to talk about, uh, I guess, your, you writing Etrigan, yes. your introduction to the character. Yep. Uh, the first time you ever saw him show up, and right. what, what we think, if we think he works as a... As a horror character or as a comedic character more? Because I feel like those are the, the two routes that people take. Right. Um, I actually think Etrigan... Um, do you want me to start where I read him first? Or where yes. Go for it. Okay, cool. Um, I picked up... Everyone starts... Most people who, who enjoy Etrigan start off with Jack Kirby, right? That's just the deal. Like, he did such a great job. It's a great character. It's great, great art. He's, he's got like a primal... It's like... like he's, he's basically what he breathes. He's like fire. He's just in the scene. He's just takes a whole page incredible character but I came to him through the Garth Ennis run 
um, when he did the demon, I uh, picked up a random issue because I was young, and you know, you just pick up. What's oh, this? News agent. Oh, random issue. Cool. And this is pre. Is it? It's just, it's running consecutively to preacher coming out, right? Isn't it? Or is it just? Before I'm preacher? not sure. I think it's just before preacher. Yeah. Yeah, it's before preacher. So Garth Ennis is like a teenager at this point when he's. Wow. Garth, Garth Ennis wrote Hellblazer when he was 21. I want to punch him so wow. hard. And it's like still regarded wow. as the best. Constantine uh, story as well. Speaking about horror, the Dangerous Habit storyline. I, yeah. I was a smoker when that came out. <laughs> and I couldn't read it because I was like, oh no, I'm going to die. It's going to be the worst life, time of my life. Ah, so. All you have to do is trick the, trick the devil and you're fine. Oh yeah, that's, I'm so good at lying. That's going to work out really well for me. Um, so what were we saying? Digression Club? We were talking about the first time I saw Etrigan, right? Yeah, well, the first uh, you were talking about Garth Ennis' run yeah, yeah. on the demon in the yeah. 90s. What is, I've never read it. What is his, what is his take on the demon like? Uh, just insane. It's just... Everyone gets their dicks out. And <laughs> no. I'm trying to think of Garth Ennis comics. <laughs> wow. Does something horrible. Wow. Yeah. No, it's actually... It's a poo. <laughs> it's actually... You've, you've both read the Hitman. <laughs> the snort is... I've read, I've read bits and pieces <laughs> of Hitman, but I haven't read the whole thing. Hitman's an incredible comic book. It's, it's amazing. And it's, it's got a similar tone to that in yeah. that it's grimy and horrible things but has a really good sense of comedy as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's a sweetness to it. That's what makes Hitman good. Like, there's, sweetness. I there, think like, you put that in quotation marks like a sweetness to but it. But there's that great you know, that great issue towards the end with Superman in it which is like one of my favourite yeah. Superman stories and yeah, it's like yeah. you know, you would never expect Garth Ennis to write a really sweet Superman story but he but was that's able what to he always so. does. Like yeah. He always finishes something up with like something really like saccharine. I don't like Garth Ennis. No. So that you <laughs> for some reason think that he's a good guy after he's done 10 issues of people eating each other's I, I, I can't think of anything. I love everything Garth Ennis does, almost without exception. And um, yeah, I think there's a kindness to Garth's work. I think it's underrated. Like, there's a real humanity to a lot of the writing he does, basically. Um, but yeah, I saw him, in, and that was also in the Etrigan run as well. But Etrigan, as a comic book, when Garth did it, was just just oh. mental. Like, he did every crazy thing he could. Like, he had a tank issue, he had Clarion dropping a nuclear bomb. It was just nuts. Oh. And who was it? It was um, McCray on art who did it and made the demon like this almost this serpentine angular creature, which was yeah also incredible as well. But it was a great run, and that's where I came came to it. And I just thought, who is this crazy motherfucking sociopath? Those are my thoughts as a young man. Those are my words. Towards Etrigan or towards Garth Ennis? <laughs> <laughs> towards Etrigan Smarty. Um, but yeah, I I loved it. And then I saw him, and I didn't pick him up for years. Just, Later, and then I saw him again in Hitman mm-hmm. when there was the um, Ace of Killers run. Yep, and that was just fucking cool. Like you know, it, he he's a really good character. Like he's he's like a piece of dynamite in every scene. He'll just blow it up, and weird shit will happen. It's yeah, great. Do you like it when uh, they he's written? comedically or as a kind of actual demon um, I think like all good characters he, he's very versatile in that regard like Batman like Superman it's not so much um, what's the best style from it it's what's the best writing he can do because you know he's a demon he's, he's the cheeky guy in the room he's, mm-hmm. he's like the he's like the um, Dexter in so far as he can be the gorgeous sociopath and all, not the gorgeous sociopath he can be the sociopath which we all can give he's license gorgeous. to give it to him he's gorgeous James no. Blood's a handsome man yeah, yeah. wait is that it James yeah yeah, no. James Blood. Jason, 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 Jason Blood. James Blood. But, but you've got James Blood. <laughs> James Blunt. Man, I'm having oh my own my podcast. Goodness. Can you imagine if James Blunt played et- like Jason Blood? It would be the worst film of all time. I'm not saying that James Blunt's a terrible person. He can rhyme though. What? Yeah, <laughs> true. But that's the wrong character. Like, you know. Um. What were we saying again? We're talking about Etrigan. I mean, yeah. so the, 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 for those who, who aren't familiar yeah. with Etrigan, the, the demon, yeah. he is uh, a demon from hell who is uh, connected to uh, Earthman. 
Jason Blood. Earthman. Uh, a regular Joe. Regular um, old. Regular Jace. Super wealthy occultist. Isn't um, that sort of what Jason Blood is? Yeah, like, you know, uh, the, I ran him after the um, Demon Knights run, so he's more of a, a vessel for holding Etchkin back, basically. But yeah, yeah okay. tra- traditionally, he's, he's like this James Bond like, super wealthy, arrogant occultist, which I. You know, I'd like to be able to relate to some of that. But regular Joe. <laughs> regular Joe, yeah. Really um, appeals to Conan, like so Spider-Man. Etrigan can take over Jason Blood's body and become a big... Yell- okay, sorry. What are they, they swap places? Or? Yeah, they swap places. Oh. Yeah, so um, Jason goes to hell and Etrigan comes to Earth, basically. What, and Jason just, like, sits around and Chills. Wait? Just chills. Chills. Avoids fire. Avoids fire. Oh, you know, he you know he goes on Tinder. I don't know. <laughs> Demon Tinder. No, look, Demon Tinder would be... He just hangs. Hectic. He just hangs. But they can only stay on Earth for a little while. That's what was in um, the Demon Knights run. But I think that's variable to a, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, the, the kind of most tell... Besides his yellow skin, the most uh, telltale kind of sign that Etrigan is in a comic is uh, that someone is talking in rhyme. Talking in rhyme. God, that's easy to do. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it make you crazy? Um, writing six issues of well, rhyme you, talking. You handled it really well. I remember reading yeah. the first issue. I was like, Where, "Why isn't Etchigan rhyming?" Yeah, and then Etchigan actually addresses the fact he's like, he, what, he's like not feeling up to it. He's his butt hurt. He's <laughs> yeah, that's a very poetic word. Um, no, he's he's so bored of being around Jason. Like he he, he rhymes in my book. He rhymes out of joy in a sense of when Etchigan's Etchigan, he wants to rhyme, right? Yeah, when he's yeah. smiting people. He wants yeah, to rhyme. and and he's just been around. Jason Blood for way too long, and he's just like I'm so. But it's 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 he's just he doesn't want to put his nice. It's like an old relationship. He doesn't want to put his nice clothes anymore. He doesn't try. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just like I I just, I don't want to rhyme around you. I'm bored. Game over. And you know, there's also a self confidence not self confidence because he's a demon, but he's had a few knocks in the story as well. Like he's had a few things go wrong in hell, and so he's just he's just not himself. Basically, not that far from himself, but he's just not. He's not. Spotlight, sing a song, guitar solo. Yeah, yep, yep. Etrigan's more like you know, sleepy Etrigan. So then, uh, uh, in your in your comic, uh, everything gets laid to waste, and our characters go to hell. Uh, hell comes to earth. That's right. Sorry, of course. Yes, hell is earth. No, hell is earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Catchy pun. <laughs> and, that's when, uh, and that's when Etrigan uh, gets his mojo back, basically. In yeah, yeah, he goes on a six. Issue. Family reunion. It's it's very open. No, it's not open at all. Um, you know, discovering yourself through the power of conversation. No. <laughs> recommending books. Recommending books. Um, growing tomatoes. Growing tomatoes. <laughs> I haven't seen that show in years. I have no idea what it is now. It I'm exist. sorry if I'm. It doesn't exist. Really? Yeah. Talking about Oprah's life. She made enough money. Really? What, what, what did she. This is really the most off topic conversation. What does Oprah Halloween, do? Halloween, everybody. What does Oprah do? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely listened to something where they were talking about Oprah's uh, daily routine. So what? I know Oprah's daily but routine she doesn't now. have a television show now, does no, she? No, no, no. She still has a magazine and she has like a, a multi sort of yeah, yeah. massive com- company. Yep. She and she has a channel. She has a whole channel. She oh, right. Wow. She has the whole channel. She just produces content for that. I think so, yeah. She but I think she mostly just gardens. Gardens? Which is what I would do if I was Oprah. How old is Oprah now? She is 64. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I'm accidentally full of Oprah facts today. This is, very, this is the coolest Halloween show of all time, guys. Well done, Oprah Halloween. <laughs> That was um, my Halloween costume. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Just you can go with one of her tomatoes. <laughs> Look, I, you, I know you're about to ask what were we talking about. I don't know either. No, okay, so how hard did you find it to uh, figure out the rhymes? And does he rhyme in couplets? What's the, what's the rhyming scheme? 
just for couplets. Etrigan, just, just couplets. couplets. No stanzas. No, no, yeah. no complex. But some no iambic pentameter. I'm yeah. not doing it. What? Some 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 writers do take liberties with the, the structure of the way he, he rhymes, and yeah. some writers are, are, are good at it. Some of them, yeah. It's like, oh no, the, the, the rhythm isn't there. You got think, you got good rhythm in yours. I think yeah. Etrigan is a difficult character because so often you'll open an Etrigan comic and you're like, oh, this is so annoying. But you manage to make the rhyming not annoying somehow. Well, I don't really understand why. I, th- I think part of the thing with the rhyming as well is if you put large chunks of rhyming in a panel as well, it becomes work. So if you space it out across a few panels, a few pages there, like mm-hmm. here's, here's two lines, here's three lines, here's four lines, and then in the big moments there you have him throw down quite a lot of rhymes, you're building up. To, and, and the whole book was about building up to him rhyming pro- properly again. Like in the first issue, I think he rhymes once or twice, second issue, same. Third issue, a little bit more. Fourth issue, yeah, but but by issue five, he's almost completely there. Mm-hmm. And issue six, he's just like a rhyming hell demon again. Yeah, and he's so much fun. And I do a few crazy things in issue six, which you know, which which is very in keeping with the book as well. And it's yep. it, and the rhyming it works really. I think it. God, that sounds egotistical. Well, I hope it works really well. You, you tell me what to <laughs> say, and I'll say it about you. your book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, w- would you like a resume right now? Sure, write it. I'll sign it. Cool. <laughs> um, so I think one of the, my favorite appearances of Etrigan is um, in Gail Simone's uh, Secret Six run. Yeah, yep. When oh, they yeah. when they go down to hell to save very cool yep. Scandal Savage's girlfriend, I think mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, and he's there Bombshell? as like their guide. Yeah. Um, and that was like one of the first times like I was like, oh no, I love the rhyming. Now. Yeah, because Gail did a really good job of of, of uh, making it really amusing and. Mm-hmm. You really have to spend some time with the rhyming as well. Like it's it's an extra. I it's think- tricky to rock a rhyme. As <laughs> someone once said, not naming names. <laughs> um, no, it's it's really um, it doubles the time to write a page, basically, which is fine because it's Etrigan. Like I, I remember when I got the job, I'm like, yes, I'm doing Etrigan. And then I was like, oh no, I'm gonna rhyme like Etrigan does. And you just start to like. I always had the plan to make him rhyme more and more as issues go on. Right, that was always the deal. But you don't want to stuff up those rhymes at all because. You know, if you stuff, it's like stuffing up Batman's voice. If you get it wrong, yeah. you get if it you wrong. Have Batman say something, something, man. The internet <laughs> will repeat a shreds for just like two weeks before they forget. Bat- like you can just see it. Like someone writes saying Batman comes down, like cloaked, and first words he says is "G'day, mate." Like, g'day. <laughs> What's up? What's up? I'm Batman. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> That's my Batman script. What's up? Um, I'm Batman. <laughs> What's up? I'm Batman. <laughs> so did you? He's vlogging. <laughs> did you? <laughs> Welcome to my flat bat um, vlog. <laughs> did you pitch this to DC? Was this a story that you had in mind and then you pitched it? I pitched it to DC. Um, I made some variations because of notes, but it was a really nice um, process as well. Like you know, um, but yeah, I pitched it and I got to write it, and yeah, it was it was just lovely to write a character which I never thought I'd get a chance to write. Like Etrigan is not a character which is seen around much, but when he is, everyone loves seeing him again. But he's not like it's not like um, the big three or something like that where there's always a continual story going on. So. Just getting that chance to go, here we go, Etrigan, like, yes. Yeah, he's like below Swamp Thing, but above the Prowler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no, 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 the Prowler, okay. sorry, the Creeper, the Creeper. The Creeper, the Creeper. I, I love know. the Creeper. Oh, I've got a Creeper yeah, pitch. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I, lo- I love all the DC horror, horror characters, and there's quite a few of them when you start, and also the supernatural ones as well, like Creeper. You got Z- to use Madame Xanadu. That was really cool. Yeah. She was actually harder to write than what I thought. Mm. Because she's like all those characters, they're, they're all a similar type. They're, they're ages of mortal, mortal characters, so they all have a similar voice, but also has to be different as well. So you've got you've got Merlin, Xanadu, Etrigan, and they're all and they all you know they inhabit a sort of template, a similar mm-hmm. tem, tem, template. So making sure they all 
got the correct voice down. Like Edgerton's easy because he's just like you know evil, yeah. fun evil, like fun uh, evil, yeah, yeah, fun evil. That's like chaotic, chaotic evil. If you're going to play D and D, which is great, love the game. Uh, <laughs> I do. I still play it. Um, I've been surrounded by people playing it nonstop over the last three weeks, uh, three days in packs. Are they playing Ravenloft though? Like, if you're going to do there's the- just playing every variation of D and D you can imagine uh, all times. It was insane. Do they still do campaigns in D and D? Like, do you still I've have? I've got no idea. It's like uh, it's, it's just- always seemed like far too much work for me. Yes, but no. Mm. Like, you know, oh, right. Like, <laughs> so. it's, it's like, like, you know, that's why kids now play Witcher instead, like, you know, because you can go online, it's all done for you. You get to yeah. role play without rolling dice and going, let me just do the calculation here. But I still love, like, you know, five guys in a room, or yeah. now it's not just five guys, it's, you know, it's everyone now gets. Girls plays too. It. Yeah, which is nice. Sometimes girls. Oh, so, so much better. Just like, just smelly dudes all the time. <laughs> um, here, it's good fun, but yeah, it just takes a. You don't have a short D&D game. You have a D&D game. It goes until it finishes, basically. Mm. Sometimes that can take weeks, I, I learned. Look, if you want it to, be my guest. Like, you know, <laughs> I always like the horror games. So like, Call of Cthulhu was a great game. The Lovecraft game, that was that was great. Spooky stuff. Yeah. Um, so, the Etrigan Hell is Earth um, trade comes out this week? This week? Yes. You're going to be signing. I will be here. I will be signing. I'll be doing all the stuff. On Thursday. Thursday. Five, so if you're in Sydney, five, five thirty tomorrow, till eight. Yep, this I Thursday, five till eight at King's Comics, four hundred and three George Street. Nice, excellent. Um, and yeah, the, that is uh, it, the Demon Hell is Earth. Yep, um, written by Andrew Constant, art by Brad Walker. Who yep. colors in that one? Um, Hennessy, I believe colors. Yep, so that was a great job. Too. It was very. Yeah. Um, oh no, sorry, uh, so, sorry, Mayer does it. Yep, um, and did an extraordinary job. Like awesome. really, really good. And we are going to talk about some other uh, spooky comics because Siobhan wrote a pretty uh, awesome guide. on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Oh, Sorry, my top 10, week. my top 10. Um, but uh Andrew, you've actually written a bunch of uh Horror-ish, spooky comics. Um, you're, yes. you're currently also writing Kid Phantom, which is not a uh, not a spooky not comic a spooky at all. Um, yeah, look, I started off doing spooky comics. Basically, um, my first comic book was Torn, um, a story of a wolf that's turned into a man, and um, 
No, that was that was really really hard. Your first comic book should always make you cry and die, and that's <laughs> and that's what happened with that, that book. It's, it's basically a, re- a reverse whale story. Um, from then, I went on and I did another horror book called Broken Line. I did like a horror YA book called Fly, and then I did some other stuff as well. I have and all these. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I think I bought, bought them all from you at cons over the years. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> terrible. They're good. We still have them on the shelf. I don't think we do, no. actually. I think they're all sold out. Yeah. Which is a good sign. It's, it's Happy like, Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really cut my teeth in horror as well. Um, I, it's just a fun genre of writing. Like, you know, you, it's, it gives you a nice... If you're starting off, like they always say, if you're going to write genre, do horror or noir because it's, it's a strong framework basically the start start within yeah and it's it's a different like comparison point when you think yeah. about like the most popular horror movies are a, you know often silent slasher yeah killing his way through talkative teens yeah uh but that doesn't really translate to comics very well so no. horror comics are always much more literary um, than you would yeah. expect like i think there's a real intelligence well to good horror like it's about Absolutely. taking something familiar and making it terrifying which is always like you know this, it's that's all the most terrifying thing like look, think of clowns think mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. parents going insane like taking what we accept to be fine every day and destroying that is always most terrifying that's why zomb- zombies are so terrifying as well because the idea of death is fair complete like you know you ne- no one ever comes back and the fact they can rise up is horrible yes thank you that's so, the word so let's go through Siobhan's top 10 horror comics okay and, um, um, this is not in feel, any feel kind free of to order. jump in if you have ones that sound like it or are better I, I, <laughs> I will offer constructive opinion excellent thank you I appreciate it um, okay so this is not in order of best cool. or anything um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina have you read that no it's good it's horrible it's it's, it's really horrible. It's really, it's proper spooky. And it's like, I, man, like, like Afterlife with Archie was, it was, it was a great fun yeah, yeah, zombie rock yeah. book that was written by um, Roberto Aguaya Sacasa, right. who is okay. also he's the writer of Riverdale. He's writing cool. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. He's basically responsible for all of the weird shit that Archie have done in the last like. Five I years. love weird shit. Yes, yeah, same. And uh, Sabrina is like a Lovecraftian horror book. I must pick that up. You um, must. It's We've so good. Where where they where her 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 aunts are genuine witches, um, cool. who sacrifice uh, the residents of. Uh, Riverdale um, frequently oh I like that they don't don't live in Riverdale I can't remember where it is you're meant to know I know shut up but you've also got mum brain so you know yeah yeah, thank you (laughs) mum brain's real this most scariest monster of all (laughs) Um, and Robert Hack does the art and it's very um, it's very like gorgeous 1960s but then Lovecraft Oh, yeah, excellent. it looks like the cover of a Choose Your Own Adventure book from the 60s. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. Um, okay, next, Gideon Falls. Have you heard of Gideon Falls? I picked up the first issue and I really enjoyed it. Mm, it that's very book? weird. It's very... Um, Is it new weird? Is it like, you know, China Mayville and all those guys? I have no idea what that means. That's I assume okay. it's because I'm too young and um, amazing. But at this point, we just realized that Andrew Constant is incredibly old. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, but it's, it's sort of a... Uh, Halfway between like a haunted house and a psychological horror, I would say, because there is a a spooky haunted black barn that appears every couple of years. You're just gonna you, this. Uh, we're recording in King's Day, so clearly I'm gonna get out my wallet after this and just yeah. start buying yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. But that first that first trade, which is just out now through Image, right? Uh, written by Jeff Lemire with art by um, frequent collaborator uh, Andrea Sorrentini. That's the one. 
Sorrentino. Just to point out, Image does really, really yeah. diverse books, and part of that is they do really, really good horror books as well. Yeah, yeah. especially recently. There's, oh, yeah. There's some great, very, and very diverse takes on horror. Absolutely. Um, coming out from them recently. I, I assume Redlands is going to show up on this list. Oh, no. Okay, cool. Well, that's, that's excellent. Redlands is excellent. Jordi, Redlands. Jordi Belair's bo- Witch Book. Oh, okay. That one's awesome. I keep on thinking of Fatal as well. Uh, yep, yeah, Fatal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatal. Another Fatal's Lovecraftian good. influence book by yeah. Brubaker and Phillips. Excellent. Um, and uh, very recently uh, was Infidel. Which was Infidel's also on my list. Okay, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Cool. cool. Um, my Pretty Vampire. Have you heard of My Pretty Vampire? No, I haven't. So My Pretty Vampire is by Katie Skelly, who uh, she's like an indie comics sort of star. She did okay. uh, one called Nurse Nurse. That's right. probably her most long running one. Um, but it's sort of her homage to like nineteen seventies erotic oh, okay. vampire movies. Right. So like Lesbos Van Vampiros, that sort of stuff? Exactly. Okay. Um, so like Saturday weird. night on SBS photo. Exactly. Uh, SBS, that was a weird period of my life when I was younger. <laughs> we all had it. Um, but it's really, really gorgeous, really like fashionable and like beautiful, bright, poppy colors. Oh, excellent. And I really love that one. Um, are you familiar with Junji Ito? At which point I've just done to sound ig- ignorant, no? So Junji Ito is a Japanese um, horror horror manga creator oh, okay. he did Uzumaki is probably his most famous one okay. um, but he's recently we've got a, ad- a um, his adaptation of Frankenstein in oh you I think I think we look, at, look at how spooky this Frankenstein is look at that picture oh Everyone. that's L- a spooky listen, Frankenstein listen to that picture everybody it's really horrible I'm actually doing a Frankenstein piece right now oh cool yeah yeah like like you're writing something or yeah, 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 yeah. like you're creating a monster it's, it's <laughs> or it's, I, I, am, I am Frankenstein's monster um, no it's um, it's Really, he's. It's a really fun character to do yeah. the, to do to do the monster. I mean, so Junji so Ito, I, I know, is a legend in, Sorry, in the you. body horror kind of genre. Yes, so, and so I think he's really well suited to doing something like Frankenstein, which is kind of the first body horror. It's the first horror. It's, it's the first body horror. It's really biz- when you start dismantling horror as well and really looking at it, it's it's interesting how every nation has its own flavor of horror as well. Like mm. Japan is body horror, and it's got a real sense of ten, ten tension and spirit horror as well. America really takes on the ideas of like you know high school horror and also you haunted know, houses. I would say is very American. And Australia's always, always invariably about how terrifying our and vast our landscape is. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> always about like you, you could almost position Mad Max as a horror film sometimes. Sure, like you know, like it is, it is, it is hyper real. It kind of is disturbing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's always fascinating me how ho- how horror is always really linked to place. Mm-hmm. And it's always about, you know, and, you know, I, yeah, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I've always found Australia to be, like, a very spooky, haunted place. Do you it know what is. I mean? Like, especially when you're out in the bush and, like, the landscape, it's very... Um, well, I'm about to move to Twin Peaks country as well. I'm going up to the Ooh. Blue Ma- Mountains. Uh, I love uh, the Blue Mountains. It's very cool. But it's also very spooky and haunted. Yes. <laughs> very, very cold. I'm going yep. to get a great greyhound and just call it Terra. Oh, lovely. And, yeah, it's cool. Um, so next on my list is Monster by Naoki Urasawa. It's like just a long-running serial okay, killer. Sure. Really tense. Again, it's a Japanese one, so it's incredibly just tense. I the whole way know nothing. This cl- your list clearly points out how little I know. I'm Good. very smart. Um, <laughs> no, it just means I read no, a lot awesome. of comics. But it's about a doctor who, um, when he is like a young superstar surgeon, he's cool. the best in the game, yep. and he, um, a young boy comes into his surgery, and he's right. like, right, I'm going to save this boy. And then the mayor suddenly needs an emergency, emergency surgery and yeah. it's like you have to save the mayor first and he's like no I have ethics I'm going to save this child but then the child grows up to be a serial killer and the whole book <laughs> is about him trying to t- um, take down the serial killer wow it's talk amazing about how does professional guilt work we have a comic book about that <laughs> um, and then Infidel we were talking about that one before so this is um, I've yet to read that 
oh, it's like an updated haunted house story again. Wow. Um, but it's very much dealing with uh, Islamophobia and lots of things like that in sort of right. current New York. So white people can't see the ghost is basically like... And the ghost very, is fed by xenophobia. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is that is so zeitgeist. It's freakish. It's brilliantly put together. It's yeah. excellent. It's super tragic. It's like a proper... It isn't. It doesn't feel like preachy. It just, right. it just feels like a, a new take on a story that you are familiar with because that you're, you're seeing it from this different point of view. That sounds excellent. It actually changes that sounds, the way you read it. And that sounds... And that's, did anyone see the, um, the vampire film? I believe it's the girl who... Walks home alone at night. Oh, no, but it's been on my list for like literally years. That is such a brilliant take on the vampire myth- yeah. mythos as well. Um, the same director went on to direct the Bad 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 Batch, but this was her f- first work, and it's just so ac- incredibly adept. Mm. Um, it's 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 a great horror film, and once again, it shows what you can do with just a little bit of cash and horror as well. I saw another film bef- just after that as well called The Eyes of My Mother. Okay. Which was at the Sydney Film Festival, and it's it cost two hundred fifty thousand bucks, and it's by far and away one of the best horror films I've seen in the last ten years. Do it, cool. All right. Um, next is Ice Cream Man. Oh, no, I have not. Man, this is so great. I am so down a hole. I need. To, I just need to. You guys just need to give me comics every week. I've chosen some weird ones. Ice Cream Man. Yeah. I don't even like. It's a hard one to explain. Well, it's like yeah. I would compare it to uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Every oh, well. every issue is a, is is a, is a you know so pretty much a one shot. Okay, um, that but it's tied together by the story of an ice cream man, his cowboy nemesis. Yeah, but the ice cream man like <laughs> will show up and That's like amazing and, really and give and give someone a scoop of like, a certain flavor, and then something horrible will happen to that. Person. Oh wow! Yeah. And, uh, well, that sounds like it's going to make. I'm not going to. They're making a TV show. He, but. He's very present in the first few issues, and then it becomes quite. I wonder what like, happens if he gives you Neapolitan ice cream. Like that, that has happened. That's an, that's an issue. Oh, it is, is yeah. it? Oh my god! And so uh, the, the so it happens, right? And uh, then the rest of the um, the issue, it's in three strips. One strip is vanilla. One strip is strawberry. One strip is chocolate. And you see the three different uh, timelines. That Link sounds so good. That's probably my favorite issue of the comics so far. So. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's written by W. W. Maxwell Prince with art by Martin Morazzo. Fantastic. And uh, they are they're, they're going to be huge in a few yeah. years, I reckon. Both of them, they're great. Right. Um, next on my list is Helter Skelter, and I pretty much can't write a list about comic books without including Helter Skelter in it. Right. It's one of my favorites. It is a early 2000s underground women's manga. Um, right, and it's okay. this sort of really, uh, again, body horror, scathing critique on the fashion and beauty industry where we see mm. like a, a sort of young, beautiful model who has full body plastic surgery, really wow. <laughs> risky full body plastic surgery. Okay. And as her sort of body and mind start to break down, um, we see her becoming like more and more unhinged. And the metaphor is strong with this one. It's good. Okay. It's very good. It sounds um, cool. I also popped on the current Hulk series, which I'm pretty sure I recommended to you right. last time you were in. Okay. Which is, um, it's like taking Hulk back to sort of classic horror, very British feeling horror. Right, okay. I would say, like um, sort of mid-90s Vertigo vibes. I still remember when Peter Day- David did his humongous run on the Hulk that lasted, what, 10 years? Yeah, yeah and he'd, every year he'd just do a different genre. <laughs> and after he did the Pantheon one, which is all about Hulk being a superhero team, he did this small town horror, horror vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think Liam Sharp was the artist back then as well. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And um, Liam did such an incredible job. It's it's still one of the best Hulk horror runs of all time. 
So this, this is, is a really good one. Yeah, it's rewritten by Al Ewing with art by uh, oh, Joe he's great. Yeah. by Joe Bennett. But this is a, I, I, I really enjoy Al Ewing's um, superhero books. But this is my favorite yeah. thing he's done so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I will pick it up then. Thanks, guys. You just made my current trip to your store very expensive. <laughs> yes, please. That's why I do this. Um, and the last one on my list is Beautiful Darkness. It's a pretty weird no. French one. Um, oh, the French. Fabian Fabian Velman and the French art duo. Car- I can never say it. Carasco? Carasco? Carasque. Carasco. Keep going. Anyway. Um, like and it's a sort of grim... It's like this... It looks like, from the, a distance, a beautiful, uh, like, fairy tale about, like, right. little woodland creatures. But then you realize that they're all living in a decomposing body of a young girl who's died in the woods. Um, and the whole thing becomes this, like, really full-on fight for survival. So there'll this be little is things, amazing. Like, she's having tea with a... Wow. The princess will be having tea with a mouse. And then the mouse does something to upset her and she gouges his eyes out and stuff like that. Like, it's oh really full-on. Um, but I recommend it. Cy Sperry did something like that a while ago. He did a book about the idea of what fairy's life was actually like. They all live in, like, a get- ghetto on the ground mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's drug-based and there are cops. So it's like an inner-city in dra- drama. It's... But fairies. That yeah. sounds very Sysperia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. I love his stuff. Um, every year when I get asked what he's my, what's my favorite horror comic, I love. I always recommend Lock and Key by yeah. Joe Hill with Gabriel Hernandez. Look, there's so much great ho- horror out there, especially in the current market as well. It seems to really picked up over the last few years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that was like one of the the first kind of series that I read, like you know, in the last. You know, yeah. Like my, my, my renaissance as a comic book reader, that like I was like I didn't think I would like it at first, right. but. That, as a month-to-month comic, that was unbelievable to follow. And he had such a good partnership with Rodriguez as well. Like, they did a really strong... Like, they really complement each other very well. Yeah. Um, real good stuff. Great list, Javon. Thanks. Do you have any good comic uh, horror comic recommendations? Oh, Torn. Yeah. Torn is... Uh, you can plug me. I, I, I can't <laughs> Demon do, I, Hell is Earth. Demon yeah. Hell is Earth. It's already on um, everyone's list. I, I always blank out because, uh, I, because I have read so much horror over time. It's hard to, like pull them apart basically what if it gets specific what's your favourite um, Vertigo horror book you motherfucker <laughs> um, alright let me have a quick think thinking time I kind of always think of Preach as a horror book it is pretty horrific it is horrible um, <laughs> so it's not, I don't like it you, you're not, not a <laughs> Garth then I just don't uh, I, I just don't like him I just don't Garth, like his tone Garth is one of my major touchstones of writing as well yeah. because, because I'm because I am of the age to um, look, it has to be Hellblazer. Hellblazer, the Jamie Delano stuff, the Garth Ennis yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I, I liked those early issues, especially Delano's, where yeah, yeah. he's just a fuck-up. Like, he actually is no part of him as a hero. I really like how transgressive he is a character. Like, it's it's interesting well in the fact that we, we always talk about hero com- comic books, and he's not. He's not. He does good things occasionally, but he's destroyed so many lives throughout the course of it. Um, Andy Diggle did a really good run where he meets his better self where right. and he just goes nah and cuts him away basically and chooses to be on the road and Milligan ended the run with a really dark with him like his old man's in the pub just looking like cracked and broken so you've, you're like me have you read all 300 issues of Hellblazer no yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no I love it I, I love the book I think it's incredible Awesome. Well, plenty of uh, great spooky recommendations for you. Um, and if you are in Sydney, make sure you come to King's uh, this Thursday night from 5 till 8. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 403 George Street is where the King's is located now. And you'll be able to meet Andrew and get Demon Hell is Earth signed by him. And I'll smile as well. 
And he no, said he'd talk won't. and rhyme the whole time. Yeah. I what? I'm going to. Yeah, I would look for if you kick an extra five bucks my way, I'll give you a couplet. It's fine. <laughs> okay, start one. Right. Do, do, do a sign off for us that, we're, uh, we're, that rhymes serious issues with something. Hello, welcome to Serious Issues. If you don't come, you, I'm going to need some tissues. I love hey. it. Hey. Wow, I do, pew, perform, pew, pew. I do perform for food. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us online at facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues podcast or support us on Patreon so we can do more uh, interviews like this with creators because it's always something we want to do uh, over at patreon.com slash Serious Issues podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next Halloween. Ooh. Bye, guys. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.